minutes. What's the game plan? Uh, we have apologies for the road, but your welcomes for the draft. Uh, I've got a lot of things spot on, and you know, and it felt a little bit better because I got a lot of hate, a little bit of hate, a little bit of hate in the in our inbox this week for my predictions on the draft, and uh, you know, I don't want name, I won't name names or anything, but you know, the predictions involved I, I said a trade was going to happen uh, with the Chicago Bears that they had to do it they had to get a trade for a quarterback they did oh my god what a trade it's probably the best anyone did in the draft uh, bar maybe the Patriots because uh, the Bears got Justin Fields a player I've been hyping up a lot uh, who I thought was going to go to the 49ers but they took Trey Lance that's the only thing I was wrong about I was wrong about that Uh I was right that there wouldn't be a safety drafted in the first round. I was right that the first running back drafted was going to be uh, Najee Harris. Uh, I said he was going to go to Steelers. His handicap was whether he was going to be drafted over or under round 20 or pick 28. I said it was under because Steelers were pick 24. I was right about that. Uh, yeah, there's there's the basics. You know, you can say uh, the Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson first two to be drafted. And, uh, but, Whoa, it was a shock with some of them uh, that the Bengals picked a player who their quarterback, Joe Burrow, used to play with. Everyone thought because he uh, really damaged his knee that they're going to get someone to protect him in an offensive lineman. But they got his old friend from LSU. I think it was LSU. Yeah, uh, Chase. And they're going to be a pair. They're going to be uh, a great, great force together. And which is terrible news for me uh, because they're, the Bengals are in my uh, the Steelers division. Uh, so that is looking like one of the toughest divisions in there, even though there's a lot of uh, tough divisions as it is. Uh, you know, Steelers, Ravens, the stacked Browns team, and uh, the Bengals. Like, there's no real weak link there, especially not the Steelers because they're brilliant. Uh, but yeah. Hopefully made you a bit of money on that. Uh, we had to do another restart for the road to a thousand. Uh, what ro- went wrong there, Velo? Uh, rookie mistake. Uh, I have a bit of a habit of when a team's in good form and they win one week. I like checking them out the next week. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Ran like they'd won so many games in a row, and I suppose like yeah, that streak always has to come to an end. But, like, the team they're playing, I think it lost five straight or something like that. So, you know, there's no excuses. It, it, there's no way this could be my fault. It's clearly all Ren's fault, not mine. So Yeah, Ren. Uh, yeah. Why uh, are we staying away from them from now on? Oh, absolutely. Won't touch them. Won't touch them. That's what I like to hear. That's what I, and thank, thankfully, they'll uh, have a whole off-season to recuperate after that defeat. Well, whether it was a draw or defeat, I'm not sure. Were they beaten? Yeah, it was one, yeah. Absolute Egypt couldn't even score a goal. And hey, it wasn't all your fault. Uh, I had AC Milan over 2.5 goals against uh, whoever they were against. Sampdoria, uh, whoever, I don't care. It's AC Milan, they have <laughs> they they have a great strike force and they're scoring loads of goals but decided to stop uh, last week. So we'll take on that hit together. Uh, now, I just want to give you a little index, okay, later on in the show. Okay, there is going to be a huge market, huge market. I was getting on the phone to people to get this on. Uh, it's, I'm not telling you what it is yet. I'll go to the end of the show, but I'm saying it's a 400 to 1 shot. Really plausible. Re- looking pretty good. Okay. Uh, looking at odds checker, 
uh, probably repeating this, uh, odds checker, uh, it is the most popular bet in this market. Okay, so you know, just stay tuned for that. But until we get there, let's uh, dial, dial it back a bit and we'll look at football. So this week, uh, we have a potential matchup for the Champions League final. We're looking at Man City against Chelsea. What do you make of that fellow? Yes, yeah, an interesting one. Um, so both of them are in a good position in the Champions League as well. So, um makes it even more likely that they can meet in the final. Uh, yeah, like, you have to look at City as the favourites, but Chelsea knocked them out in the FA Cup semis. Um, the way Tuchel has them playing is, like, they seem very comfortable. Um, don't concede too many goals, uh, except for that West Brom game. Um, I'll say nothing about that, but um, just in general, yeah, they're really solid. They, they kind of, um, they find the weak spots in the other team. Um, and yeah, they usually um, take advantage of them weak spots. So um, I, I think it's hard to pick who you would see winning it. I think uh, in terms of this game, mm. uh, like Chelsea just have more riding on it. So if I was just to pick for this weekend, probably would go uh, take the chance on Chelsea. Like um, early, I mean, City now they have the league wrapped up. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think Chelsea just have more to play for. They're still trying to obviously um, work their way into top four. Um, but then again, City, I think uh, I saw a stat um, at the weekend, they rested their first choice back four and the back four that they brought in to replace them were worth something like over 150 million. So, my God. You know, City don't have a weak, a weak team uh, anywhere, like whether it's their first or second team. So, um, yeah, it's really hard to call, but I think just on the kind of who has more to play for, um, I think Chelsea would be, be more motivated. If, if I was doing it, I'd probably look for a double chance on Chelsea for the league match. Yeah, that's actually a good show because uh, I think I saw that Man City are about 10 to 11, nearly evens, uh, but they're, they are the favourite to win it. Do you think we'll be looking at starting lineups at all for Chelsea or should they try to avoid all injuries possible until that Champions League semi-final? Um, well, they'll have, they'll have played the Champions League by then. That's this week. Oh, that's on this week. Yes, that's quick. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So, how are they going to be saving players for a Champions League final? Uh, well, at that stage, there'll be a bit of time in between, like uh, Champions League finals, something like the twenty, I don't know, whatever the, the last Saturday in a month. Um, or yeah, I think it's either that or it's like the very start of June, whatever way the calendar falls. But uh, you know, they have pretty much the guts of a month, so I don't think they'd be recipe. But I think the league's too important to them. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, unless somebody kind of picks up a niggle in the Champions League final or semi-final, um, you know, I wouldn't imagine so. Whereas, like, they might rest one or two players, but I can imagine City resting, you know, five or six players or whatever. Mm. Like, uh, I'm looking here, Chelsea still have second place uh, in their in their line of fire. And especially because Man U are playing Aston Villa, but after that, they're playing against Leicester. And if... Depending on how that match goes, Chelsea could really make up some ground. Like uh, it's headed to Mar Leicester and Man U right now. Uh, it could e- they could easily creep up into the top three spots. They uh, I don't know if they have an easy fixture ahead of themselves, but Man U's is re- relatively 
I don't want to say easy because God, all them teams are trying their best. But Wolves, Fulham, who have nothing to play for anymore, uh, Leicester and Villa. Like Villa have agreed this year, already know, and it's early, an early-ish game, so that that could go either way. The fans could turn against them. You never know. After them protests, what did you think of them protests? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I was watching uh, the Arsenal match, and um, you know, I was watching it on a, a channel that wasn't Sky Sports, let's just say, and uh, mm. it's very annoying because um, they, they decided they would show the Arsenal match, but they'd also show what's going on at Old Trafford. So literally 10 minutes into the Arsenal match, and they cut to that. And um, the, so half the screen, so I was watching on my phone because. Um, because you have Sky Go. What? Because you have Sky Go. No, no, it wasn't Sky. It wasn't Sky. Oh, I tried saying it was Sky. Try to get away with like illegal stuff. But anyways, come on. Uh, so yeah, the the air match was on one half of the screen, and I, I I could have lived with that, okay. But the other half of the screen is what's going on in Old Trafford. They they cut the commentary off as well, so it's just the people talking about Old Trafford. So. I don't really know what happened in that Arsenal game. Like it's impossible to pay attention to that when the people talk about these protests. So not only did them protesters disrupt the Man United game, but they disrupted me watching the Arsenal game. And for me, that's unacceptable. And that's a very rare occasion that Arsenal actually won and you missed it. Exactly. Like we only win when we're playing championship level teams and that only happens a couple of times a season in the Premier League. So, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, they need to put out a formal apology. I'm sure Arsenal TV are giving out yards about it uh, for them interrupting that. But I I don't know. I'm pretty much just seeing WhatsApp-style videos like all over Twitter and all of lads just tossing uh, like photography tripods and pods around, uh, letting off flares. Uh, like I, I didn't see any fights happen there with the police, so... Uh, well, at least it wasn't with each other. At least they stand strong together, I suppose. But is it an overreaction? Uh, I don't get what their issue is. Like I know it's kind of built up from the whole Super League thing, but like I don't really understand. Like how has it gotten to this point? I think like Gary Neville has just roiled all these people up the way he's like spoken about in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and like it's kind of led to this. Um, like it's kind of it's it's sort of karma because I don't know if they were Sky's cameras are thrown around or what, but uh, if they are, like, it does seem a bit like karma. Um, like they absolutely milked that Super League thing, and they they haven't shut up slagging off the the owners and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't get it. Like United spend so much money every year, um, on transfers. I don't really get what the fans want from an owner like, um. There's a lot of this talk of this uh, 50 plus 1 thing. Why would somebody who's like got billions invested in a football club, why would you give half of it away or, or half of the like ownership or uh, decision uh, rights or whatever? Like, it, it's, it's not an incentive to invest, all right. What is the 50 plus 1 thing? Is it just giving away uh, power or what? So it's basically meant to be that the, the fans have 51% of the, the voting rights. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, why would, how is that a thing? Like, who thinks 
so these fans that are organising, you know, uh, wrecking, like kicking down doors in Old Trafford and all, like why, <laughs> why would they get 51% of the decision? Like, even say for, if you're thinking about Arsenal, like if they did that with Arsenal, uh, over the years, the kind of players that Arsenal fans have, have been wanting us to buy, like the absolute rubbish players, like players that have ended up playing in the championship and all, like, and Arsenal players are saying, like, you've signed, we have to sign this lad, we pay whatever it takes and all this. Um, you know, hire, like, um, I think at one stage there there was people saying, like, hire uh, your man Phil Brown and all when he was at Hull. Like, they've said some mad stuff and if, if these people had any say in how these clubs are run, like, it'd be an absolute shit show. <laughs> Let's just look at it from the player's point of view. Say if someone's playing for, uh, say if someone's playing for Dortmund and Arsenal want to buy them, okay? And they see that all the fans have voted, yeah, we want you. You can say whatever price you want now. <laughs> or else the fans are going to go mad. Like, it, it's putting out free information about transfers and everything. And, and where's the line? When do the, 50, do the 51% get like five emails a day saying we're thinking of changing <laughs> this to that? Like, is it just on transfers? Is it just on like this, any big, huge Super League decision, which only happens like once every five years? Like, otherwise, it's just business as usual. Where's the stop? Why? Where do they get to say or not? Like, way too complicated. Yeah, and like even uh, like yeah, I suppose it go to the fan groups or whatever. But uh, like those fan groups don't speak for all the fans either. Like they all have their own kind of agendas and stuff. Because um, like just you know, say there could be at least like ten different fan groups that are, have tons of members or whatever. Because they're all doing different things, like so. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense at all. And people are really, are like, what's a Sky Sports stance on this exactly? Why does Gary Neville stand on this? Do you, do you think all the fans should own the club? Um, I'm not too sure what his stance was. I haven't seen a video because I think Sky Sports haven't been putting out any uh, videos. Um, and what? What? What's to stop me being a fan of like both Man U and Liverpool and just making decisions that are bad for, say, if I'm a Man U fan, which I'm not, uh, are bad for Liverpool? Like, what's to stop that? Do you have to pay a subscription to be a fan? Do you have to have a season ticket? Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think it'd be the fan groups. Uh, so I suppose, yeah, you could just pay your way into a fan group, but like, you're not, you're not going to outnumber them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, but it was, it was. Uh, go on. You don't even need to do that because. I mean, let's be honest, like, look at the way that, you know, they acted about it. That was a peaceful protest, apparently, at the weekend. Um, it was not. They're throwing bottles at the police and, like, abusing stewards and all. And So if they can't even organise a peaceful protest, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, rival fans have to worry about infiltrating them. How could you possibly call a peaceful protest where you barricade yourself through guards to get on private property? How could that possibly be, be peaceful? It's peaceful, peaceful if like I don't know you organise and stand in the street and like everyone's like have a have a whole event of it. But just getting lads to barricade through somewhere that's not peaceful. In no way is that peaceful. And I I haven't even gotten onto the violence yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think in fairness the first lot that did go in, I think they were kind of just. Uh, like their plan was to crowd around the hotel where the team was staying, uh, go into the stadium, kind of get on TV sort of thing, like get the attention of it and all. And then, yeah. uh, like they all literally left at the exact same time. So it seemed like real coordinated. But then you have like 
obviously people have just heard about this and are just literally like typical football idiots like and like your man that is caught on video throwing like a camera that's probably worth more than he has like in his whole asset or whatever asset value or whatever uh, yeah. like he you know he's literally they zoomed in on his face like they know exactly who this lad is like they're uh, gonna get him yeah, so, uh, <laughs> what's the name Obos or something isn't it for football videos <laughs> like that just a hooligan yeah there's um i think it would have been peaceful enough if lads if they coordinated like if they had the brains to coordinate in such a way that lads could sneak in onto the pitch and while like the cameras are you know when people uh, like gary neville or carragher on the pitch and they're commentating everything just run to the pitch and like lay a flag down or something like that'd be enough saying like lasers out or whatever as like that that would have been sneaky. No one would have got hurt and just go, Jesus, how'd they do that? And you'd probably go viral from the story of managing to get in there. So I remember viral stories of like ads pretend to be ball boys and getting into stadiums and they just get a free seat to a match. You could, it would probably be doable to lie your way in. And sure, we had on What's the Cheese, uh, as uh, you know her very well, Yasmin <laughs> getting in, uh, yourself and Yasmin getting into Crow Park pretending to be uh, stewards or whatever security guards or to work in the restaurants allegedly allegedly yes excuse me uh, so it is doable uh, if they really want to organize, organize like that highly against the whole uh, as they want to put a peaceful protest it, 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 it should not happen like that yeah <laughs> like uh, they, apparently they stole like the corner flags and all the footballs and all this stuff so like even if they did try to get the match to go ahead. Like, they, they would have to find new, like, they didn't have enough footballs or something stupid like that. Like, they, they stole all the stuff off the club. Like, oh my God. Like, how easy is, this, is, is it to do this? Is it, is it a case now of Man U having to organize, uh, like, paying for more security? Or uh, is this going to happen most weekend? Is it going to be a trend to it? I feel like uh, I can imagine this happening now. Yeah, more and more. Um, like there's some people that just live for the attention, like um they just wanna be noticed or whatever. Um and as well they, they want to wanna be seen as the ones that like care the most, you know? Uh like oh, you know you fancied that, but you know, we hate our own as well, so we're gonna do as well. Um mm. for you know I think that they're like I think they are planning to keep going. Um but um I think like that there has to be just more security and because I think they're just basically outnumbered like the stewards what were they realistically going to do against a couple of hundred people or whatever like yeah. stand up you know, just let them do whatever they want like yeah like it's a job at the end of the day you're not going to put your life on the line like no. they would for the red devils <laughs> uh, anything just to get away from the missus for a while I have to <laughs> have to get in but uh, yeah if if it's kind of glorified within like the Man United community that they did that, uh, there's going to be more attempts, maybe even like more aggressive attempts to get in if they're stopped for getting on the pitch next time. Uh, do you think the Glaziers should just leave? Um, it, yeah, like, it's kind of up to them. Like, are they, are they arse with it? I think, to be fair, I think they've made a lot of money out of United. Uh, I don't like 
it's very weird the way they bought the club. Like they basically got a loan, but they, uh, like they put the loan through and put the debt onto the club rather than on themselves. Like, I don't understand. Like, did they pay anything for this club? Or uh, you know, I don't understand how that works. But uh, like, they, it was a very weird takeover, and they've taken out a lot of money in like dividends and stuff over the years. Um, so I think. Like it is a money maker for them, and um, so I think they'd be okay with putting up with it. To be honest, mm. yeah. If they're uh, like ever since they got in, they've seemed to be getting hassled. So what's what's another year, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what kind of what other clubs do you think are under the knife now? Um, well, the Arsenal fans are kind of very similar. Um, it's it's another American owner who kind of just stays in America, isn't too involved. But uh, this is the other part, but I don't understand it. These, like, the fans expect the owner of the club to just, like, drop in every now and then and, and ask them what, what do they want. Like, that's not, it doesn't happen to any other clubs in the world. I don't know why um, some English ones are just suddenly saying, like, they want uh, ownership engagement or whatever. Um, like, I think the Arsenal one definitely could have been a bit more kind of, like he's never really spoken about Arsenal in public. Um, he kind of leaves his son to do that, and his son only does it about once a year as well. So they're not the most kind of outspoken about the club, and you'd maybe want to see them a bit more involved. But like mm. the fans are actually saying that they want to be like engaged with the with the. I don't understand how like they expect that, but uh, yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal. Well, some Arsenal people try pull out something similar, but I think like all the clubs be kind of on higher alert and kind of more ready to stop that sort of thing. But uh, if there was any other club, yeah, I think Arsenal. The only uh, the only club I ever seen like glorified their love for their man, their owner was uh, Leicester when when he died. <laughs> to be fair, he did bring them from like League One to win the Premier League, so uh, you can see why. Oh yeah, yeah, but not every owner can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So what? What do you, like? Um, what do you make of it all? Like, because obviously you don't support an English team, like so you probably have a bit of a different perspective. Like, can you see it all where they're coming from? Or the situation as so valid. What happened on? They were meant to play uh, yesterday, Sunday. Okay. They got up out of bed. <laughs> they started talking at, at the, outside the pubs, saying, "Oh, we're gonna show them. We're gonna show them four o'clock. I'm gonna show them." They got enough lads to say, "I'm gonna show them," and uh, you know, a few lads that already had flares ready to go because it was the Man U Liverpool match, and that's a huge deal. So <laughs> they just drank too much, got too cocky, felt a sense of entitlement, and went in at it. You know, that it's just dopes. It's just <laughs> dopes doing these things. Just go watch a football game, all right? <laughs> just, uh, you can choose. You can choose to support another team if you really hate them. But if you don't, you know, I don't think the Glaziers are really going to go anywhere. Uh, if they've stuck around for, as I said, ages before. If you really hate them, you should probably just leave it be and try for another team or another sport. Even. <laughs> Unless you have a tattoo on your face like some of them do or whatever. Uh, just man you. But yeah, uh, that's where I'm standing. 
there were some rumors though that um, <laughs> pretty much that they did it uh, just so that City couldn't win the title this weekend because if they didn't get a result against Liverpool and City did uh, or City had already won by that point I think uh, that uh, <sighs> would have won the league and I wouldn't put it past them uh, are they that desperate? Oh, I think these people are like I, you know, they're, they're they've seen their club fall and see take over the city, like you know, are they there that desperate? They've they're postponing the inevitable if that's true. <laughs> I'd love to see some screenshots of their like Facebook forms or whatever of how riled up people get in the comments. I was like, we're going to take on them scousers. We're going to get them. It's like everyone, you know, hyping each other up. And just go, probably talking to little strangers until you meet them at the pool. We go, all right, let's do it. We're brothers in arms, aren't we? Yeah, we're brothers in arms. And just go off and do something like that. Uh, but if that is the reason, my God, they need a reality check. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd actually... I'd actually say that Man U do have the easiest schedule of themselves, Chelsea, Leicester, and Man City. But like when I say Man City, Man City are way better than everyone else, so it shouldn't be a problem for them to win. Like uh, well, if they win one more, then it's over. I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> it's over basically. Like that's it's unbelievable that they probably like turn up for work, you know, like right after raiding the stadium uh, the day after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They won't be in work for much longer. And like, you know, the staff rooms normally playing Sky News and probably see their face on it. And they're probably, like, Oh, you Wally. Oh, get <laughs> off, get off. <laughs> and everyone's probably just as big a man you fan and think he's brilliant now. So why wouldn't he do it again? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Enough uh, man you bashing. I'm sure uh, once they don't do it again, you know, once it's just a once off, which I don't think it is, but once it's just a once, once off, which as of right now it is. So, uh, Ed, would you, would you say that actually have Karen Neville and Carragher come out talking about it or have they said it's a disgrace or that they're doing really good or what? I, I think they were like, cause um, there was a match on, but um I, I wasn't actually like I wasn't watching it and they, they didn't put it up on YouTube so I haven't seen what they said but uh, I can imagine whatever they said was stupid mm. yeah as per now should I talk about this uh, this market yeah go for it yeah why not okay but before you do we should actually say so that listeners don't just think you know we're just talking brown here. We both put money on this, so yeah, money has been put on this, okay. And uh, I, you know, I think to really justify uh, my prediction for this, I need to take it through my history of this. So, <laughs> what we're talking about is the Eurovision, okay? I know, I know, all right? It's a song contest, but it's a bit more than that because I think the Eurovision is. I have been somewhat is. It's the market I've been most unlucky ever. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it through why. So, in uh, 2014, I had the Netherlands. They came second to that. That I think is a hundred to one shot. Shite song, but the woman had a beard. All right, if you remember that, it's from Austria. 
in 2016 I had Russia clearly the best song best performance but they invaded Crimea uh, a few days earlier and uh, Ukraine beat them that was they came second I couldn't believe it like Ukraine did not have a good song but you know what the song was about it was about a different war in like 1940 no no it wouldn't be 1940 earlier than that uh, between uh, Russia and the Ukraine so like it was just a hate Russia scandal and they still came second alright 2017 Moldova I had 80 to 1 each way I did get a bit of money off that they came third but I would say it was probably the best song I've ever heard in the Eurovision okay had a great saxophone beat brilliant alright uh 2018, uh, the winner was just a load of shy. Uh, that's why I have written down my loads <laughs> notes. And uh, Sweden Dance You Off had a brilliant song in that. I think they came like sixth. That wasn't a good year for me. But an uh, an honourable mention to the Czech Republic too. But the performance was very gimpy. It wasn't very good at all. Uh, okay, so in 2018, I was robbed. Uh, that was the. Let me go back. 2018, I had, yeah, that was when I came six. So that was when I was robbed by this, uh, by an Israel woman uh, who had a shite song, but had a message for like, uh, for women, like not being objects to men, whatever. And uh, yeah, but it's very similar. This is a scare bit. This is very similar song to the favorite this year. It's actually the same message, but a slightly better song. Except they have it and they have a saxophone in it, but it's shocking. All right. It's terrible. They thought, oh, I'll just throw a saxophone into a song and it'll be better. It's not, it's, it's not good. All right. Uh, 2019, Netherlands, yeah, robbed. Uh, fair, oh, yeah. Netherlands 2019. They had a song that is almost identical to the song by One Republic, All the Right Moves and All the Right Places. All right. Uh, and there is a song this year, very similar. To that song that robs all the right moves and all the right place, places by One Republic, uh, and that the favorite this year is eleventh four being do do do. It's Malta, yeah, Malta favorites, uh, yeah, and then Switzerland who are have the very similar song are nine to two. Uh, now I'm gonna bypass Italy. Okay, Italy have a rock and roll song unless you're dressing up like they were for Finland ages ago and screaming into the mic, heavy death metal, really going out there, you're not going to win with a rock and roll song, I don't think. Okay, I just haven't seen it. It shouldn't happen. Bulgaria, slow, uh, 12 to 1. Next favourite, slow piano, not blowing, not blowing yeah, your seat. You know, it's really just meh. Just goes on and on. Unless their performance is unreal on the day, I don't know. Okay, now, this is... A, this is a real competitor, Iceland, 16 to 1. Iceland were favourites last year, okay? Iceland had a brilliant song last year, is in the charts. Uh, I think it was like... Yeah. I don't want to sing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what to, you know to hear. This uh, Iceland, Eurovision. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to play it, blare it through my... <laughs> I actually don't know if you're going to be able to hear this or not. Uh, but it is... I doubt it. I, you know, I doubt it. I'll pause it. It's just, it's putting me off. Think, uh, think About Things by Iceland. Look, you would, it's very familiar, very familiar song. He's back. He is back with 16 to one shot. 
And you know what? I think the song is slightly worse, but it's really good. Okay, and I think that should be the favorite. I think is I think it definitely should be the favorite. Very groovy song, Iceland, sixteen to one. I'd I'm hopping on that. Haven't done so yet, but we're hopping on it. Okay, Lithuania. I stopped after Lithuania. I was like, all the other songs are gonna be terrible. Okay, very very weird song. Okay, even weirder dance moves in the video. Hopefully they don't do that in their live performance. Now, let me talk to you how I got to this. Got to this 400 to 1 I'm talking about. I go, okay, I go into odds checker. I'm checking uh, like who has the best prices, whatever. Uh, see if I have to give a call to my friend Louie, who has a lot of accounts. And I'm looking through them. Uh, doing, oh, Jesus, France are moving up. I haven't even listened to them, but they weren't high up in Paddy Power specials. Anyways, I look at odds checker. And I scroll down. I scroll all the way down. And it says most popular bets. The most popular bet by a good bit. Taking up 13% of total bets on all this, okay? How much does the favor have? It doesn't even say the favor. No one likes the favor. I'm telling you. I know this stuff. Iceland have 7% of it. So between these two, 20% making up of all 100% of the bets. Like we're on to a winner. It's 400 to 1. It's Netherlands. It's r- like it's a really good song, okay? Like before this, I showed, uh, the way I tell them the price, show my dad Iceland, Netherlands, and uh, the favorite Malta. He said Netherlands was the best there, okay? And that's a 400 to 1 shot on a uh, bet 365. It's going to be 250 to 1 uh, on Paddy Power. And you're, you're saying, oh, Sean, I'm not going to get value for my book. What? What if they don't even make it into the finals? Let me just tell you this. Netherlands are hosting this year. They're already into the finals. You're going to get value for your book. I'm doing each way. Okay. The first uh, first four are in the each way. Like this song is competitive. This song has angst to it. Okay. This is, you know, kind of like it has a kind of African beat to it, which is different to most other European typical songs. You know, it's, it's a real standout to me. And 401 is not justified to how how far this could go uh yeah uh, i just gotta give it because we're from ireland you know i'm just gonna give an honorable mention to ireland that it's it's 201 it's not a bad song but it's not the worst if you're gonna do a bet on ireland just do it to get through to the semi get past the semi-finals into the final uh that's five to four you know i i think uh it'd be hard to say we're gonna win gonna be honest been saying that for years <laughs> it's very hard for us to win anymore people don't like us because we're still in that bracket of uh i we have the second most wins now i think sweden passed us uh we used to, we had seven for years i think someone has eight i think sweden has eight so you know i got i'm gonna say it again netherlands netherlands this year have a shout they have a really good show and even listen to a song and tell me e, pa, past the two minute mark in the song are you loving it are you up out of your seat? Are you having a dance? Okay. <laughs> are you are you really enjoying it? Because that's the part of the song most people remember. That last boom, you know. And not not people. Not many people remember the lead up to it or anything. It's the last minute of the song that people are gonna remember. Okay. So you really gotta you really gotta give these a show here. Uh, I already have five each way on it. Uh, I I think it's just insane value. And I would say the competition is pretty open this year. But like I said, 
The favor has a song that is similar to one that won before. The second favor has a song that was similar to one that won before in like very recent years. Okay, so that does mean, it, like, is history going to repeat itself? It, this is kind of like the real telling. Was I unlucky? Or was I just stupid? You know, was I unlucky that I was beaten before? Or was I just stupid I didn't pick them? Okay. But also, I want to give you value. And that's why I'm giving you stuff. Like, Malta, most places treat one. Uh, it's looking at a 11 to 4 in Paddy Power, I think. Uh, it's. I, the only reason I can see it winning is because a similar one won before. But may, may I say, may I say, the standard was not good that year. <laughs> that's why uh, the one I picked out came six. You know, I couldn't really pick out a song. And you know, in my stats, I'm usually coming second, second, third, yeah, whatever. Okay, so that was just a bad standard year. Um, but I'm telling you, we got a shot at this. We got a shot at glory. I, you didn't know anything. You might not have known anything about the draft. I took your hand through the draft. I brought you to glory. <laughs> Take my hand, and I'll bring you through the Eurovision. Okay, and I'm saying Netherlands each way 400 to one. And I'm saying Iceland will win it at 16 to one. Okay, I don't like the other ones now. However, I haven't listened to France, and it's kind of scaring me that they're so far up here. Uh, just on odds checker, <laughs> I'm tempted to just like listen to it right now, uh, just just to solidify my thoughts. Actually, no, no, nothing, nothing is scaring me about about it. I'm going in here fearless, head first. Okay. But France end up winning, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm unlucky. And it's not that I'm bad. It's just because I'm unlucky. All right, so there, that's my analysis of the Eurovision. What do you think, fellow? Uh, I feel like I've just answered the door to some like dodgy salesman. And, you know, at the start, I was like, no, I don't want to buy a pen off you. And, like, you know, he's just like, no, no, you have to buy this one. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, no, 100% absolutely agree. Absolutely. Uh, I was yeah. back myself, you know, you convinced me. Uh, as somebody who pays very little attention to Eurovision, um, but is aware of how much attention you pay, uh, I'm willing to take your word for this. Mm. Now, let me just say also that Australia usually do very well in this competition. So I always gave them a, a just a look-see See if they're doing anything weird. You know, they're 200 to 1. Why are they 200 to 1? They should be 5,000 to 1. They're embarrassing this year, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to Australia. I think they're awful this year. Uh, now, I did... I only watched a video of them doing a live gig. It wasn't their music video or anything, which probably speaks more volume because it's going to be a live gig. It's a very bad song. Unless she is just famous, I don't know her, to most other people. I, I don't know. But I'm telling you about this Iceland song. This Iceland song is good. It's got value. It's oh, it's got moxie. And I'm telling you about this <laughs> Netherlands song. It's it's not bad, Val. It's not bad. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a look. Uh, and I appreciate that this is what's the game plan you're expecting sport. But I'm also here to make you money. So you gotta just ride with me here <laughs> and say, look, I'm gonna give you my money, Sean. Let's go. Let's give it a whirl. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different form of competition, but it's still a competition, you know. Yeah. I I have three pages of notes here, Vela. <laughs> I, I did my research. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
like the only times I've won is because I knew it was an absolute certainty. And that was with Euphoria and Satellite. Are you familiar with them songs? Not at all. Okay, if you listen to them songs, you'll hear them and go, whoa, these are these are Eurovision winners in, in nearly any year. Okay, these are just top quality songs. I think Satellite was from Germany. I forget where Euphoria was for, from. I think it was Serbia. Eurovision Euphoria. <laughs> Uh, it was yeah I know it was, it was by it's not even fuck, it up it's not even telling me oh Sweden 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 have great songs uh, and great furniture so we'll I think I've given you all I know on this year's Eurovision bar the dark horse of France so I think we uh, <laughs> I think we can move on to the road to a thousand yeah absolutely and uh for once, it sounds like you've actually got your pick nice and early, have you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, only because I was doing a lot of research on this, and so I might as well be prepared for everything this time. <laughs> and uh, I'm saying over 2.5 goals for Leeds against Tottenham, that's 6-10. to 10. Uh, Tottenham scored four goals on the weekend. Leeds are due one, due a good few goals. And usually when uh, goals happen in a Leeds game, you know, when it rains, it pours. Okay, it's they're gonna come down, they're gonna come from nowhere. Uh, and Tottenham could be a bit exposed uh, if they're feeling very cocky after that 4 0 win against Sheffield. So, uh, that's what I'm thinking over 2.5, 6 to 10. It's a favorite to happen. What are you thinking? Um, well, I'm just wondering about that one. So, uh, like, uh, Leeds seem to be playing a bit differently now against the big teams, they seem to be more willing to kind of sit back and defend. and uh, you know, play counter-attack than what they usually would. Um, and that's why, like, it's been it's been uh, over a month now since there was more than two and a half goals in the Leeds game. So, like, on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you on that one? I'll explain my confidence. Okay. So, Leeds are at home. Leeds are at home, and Tottenham are now renowned for being not a high-class team ever since Super League, okay? So I think there is room for more attack. Uh, I think Leeds are a dry spell. For them not to get under a goal would nearly be a disaster. Um, This could be the last streak. Like, if they beat Tottenham, I'll give them the confidence to win the rest of their games, which against Burnley, Southampton, West Brom, all winnable games. So it'll be a great way to kick it off. It's an early game. Early games always like throw curveballs at uh, teams uh, that you just don't see coming. So I think that could be a, I think it could be a good thing, Val. I think I'm not going to lie. I think it could be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, I uh, can't slate your reasons. Mm. And we got Ari Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Gareth Bale. He's a uh, he got hat trick. Oh yeah, actually, he'll be do he'll be doing good. Oh, he'll be going he'll be good he'll be good he'll be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was looking uh, again. I like to do my kind of roundups of the European leagues, and um, I was kind of staying away from England because. Uh, I don't know, at this stage of the season, I just don't trust the English teams. Uh, some of them are just bang out of form. Uh, some of them kind of have nothing to play for. Um, 
you know, you, you just don't know what you're kind of going to get. Um, yeah. So I was looking in Spain and I was kind of, you know, looking at the farm teams, probably the best farm team, Sevilla, but they're playing Real Madrid the weekend. So it's just stay away from that. You know, it's too dodgy. Could go either way. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're going to stay away from Italy because uh, we all saw what happened with Europe last weekend. And then for the same reason, we're going to be avoiding yeah. France. Um, mm. So that leaves obviously Germany as the kind of other major league that I was looking at. So I, I would like a little shout out for uh, Roma, who I think as well as they might be doing in the league, well, I say well, like oh, how far are they? Like top, do, do, do. Not to come in seventh. It's not that well. They've, they're on a losing streak though. Uh, I think they've cons- conceded the, like the fifth most in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, that could be another big score. And they recently lost Man U 6-2. So that that could be a big scoring game. Go yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think Man United were ridiculously clinical uh, that day. But uh, yeah, so I narrowed in on the Bundesliga. And uh, my, my team, I always have, like to have a little look at there. Uh, Leipzig, they're playing Dortmund. So again, it was steer clear of that. Uh, Bayern are playing much in Gladbach. Um, yeah, I'm glad back they beat Bayern earlier in the season, but uh, the form Bayern have been in, like, um, has been kind of up and down as well. So, wasn't fully committed to that. It's only one to three odds, you know. It's not, it's not great odds. No. Uh, but, uh, do you remember uh, not long ago? I used to say, look at whoever Schalke are playing because just you know, Schalke is just a walking loss. Yeah. Um, there's another team that have been like that in the Bundesliga uh, Werder Bremen so they've lost um, at least their last five games um, as well as they lost uh, in the cup as well so like they've they've lost uh, I think it's six games in a row um, and you know I just think they're, they're sorry they're playing Leverkusen as well who are kind of um, higher up the table they're they're not in the most amazing form Leverkusen, but they've won three of their last five, so like much stronger than losing all your games. And then it was in my mind, and I thought, well, it's probably going to be rubbish shots. The only part, bad part is Leverkusen are away, but this is three to four. Four. Oh. So the value you're getting on that is outrageous. And That's like if, if we were to put that straight on, we nearly have a two to one bet going on here. Mm. So I'm nearly thinking. What would I get uh, as a handicap? Uh, no, they're actually not offering Leverkusen handicaps. Okay. okay. Um, pay Leverkusen on the double chance would leave us just short. So, do you know what? We're going to take it. We're going to go all in. We're going to go for Leverkusen. So like. of winning. Mm. So, I'm talking about it. That's, that's bullish. That's bullish behavior. I like it. And you know what? The. Favor favors the risky, I think. <laughs> the bold. <laughs> Let's call it. So, all right, that's our big bet. That's overs for the Leeds and uh, Tottenham game. And we have Leverkusen to win. So uh, let's let's get our foot down the road. Let's get going again. Yeah, all right. you know, we're nearly going to be taking an extra leap down the road. So, you know, don't worry that there might be a few uh, 
bumps because we're just going to jump straight over them right now. Okay? We're, we're going to get a bit of a cement and cover that road there. <laughs> a little bump. <laughs> so, we're, uh, yeah, I like that. I like it. I like it a lot. We're, um, today, if, if everything kicks in today, you could be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just one last episode saying you're welcome. <laughs> it's been a great road and thanks for joining us. That'd be, that'd be an incredible episode. Uh, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'll see you later, Rob. All right, go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on.